And we're back with Bruce and Reviews talking about the Suicide Squad. I know it says the, but you know it's one we're talking about. But I want to do something fun with this one. We got Cole, we got Kyle. Uh, Joel's not here. No, yep, he's definitely not here. I wanted him to chime in maybe if he was here, but he's not. Um, I want to talk, like, we're probably not going to do a movie review on the actual original Suicide Squad. Have you guys all seen that? Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay, Kyle, just shut up for a second. Me and Cole are going to talk. Adults <laughs> are talking. <laughs> no, but I just wanted to give, like, a 30-second, like, a like, what we thought about the original one before we get into this one. And actually, Kyle, the fact that you haven't seen the original one, it's going to be actually awesome because you can actually tell us what you think about the new one without having the old one as any basis. I would say, as compared to the old one, the only thing that the old one had going for it... No, 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 no. We're, not, we're not comparing it yet. I'm saying, what, did, what were your first thoughts when you saw the original? My first thoughts when I saw the original was I was super disappointed, but that I had, like, I wanted a Harley Quinn movie. Which we got, which we talked about on a podcast, which yep. is also... Actually, I wanted not, a Harley Quinn versus Wonder Woman movie, but that has not happened. <laughs> Wonder Woman would just own her. Just oh. one kick, dude. Broken neck, done. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like you want? That looks like I want a Superman versus Robin movie. That's gonna be great. <laughs> okay, well, why is she a Batman villain then? But that wouldn't work for Wonder Woman. It it would work. It'd be a girl power movie. Okay, she's like a Joker henchman. Yeah, in the comics. It's like the Joker. No, but she. I mean, okay. So, I also, I also, when I, I, I did go to the original Suicide Squad in theaters, I was, like you said, Cole, very disappointed. They're like, we're, like, every time we're like, we're the bad guys, like they had to say it. Now, this is a perfect transition to the, the Suicide Squad. This is what bad guys are supposed to look like. Yeah. Like, no one's like, no, we're supposed to be the bad guys. Like, there was no heroic things. These guys, for the most part, pretty much all suck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, like, another None thing, of these people are really good people. Not to compa- not to keep comparing it back to the original, but even the characters that they carried over were much better in this movie. Like, Amanda Waller yeah, like was Harley a better Quinn. character. Rick Flagg was actually likable. Like, if you listen to our podcast on the original Suicide Squad, which we did... We made so much fun of Rick Flagg for the stupid character that he was. I kind of have to take it back after this movie. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast, Cayman Islands, um, go back. <laughs> no, um, you're 100% right, Cole. Like, this, like, I wanted this movie, and I actually had really high expectations. It's a weird thing because, like, James Gunn took over directing. And, like, you saw the trailers, I'm like, this this could be really good. I'm like, they actually might do it right. And it exceeded my expectations. I absolutely love this film. This is a movie that, like, not, it's like a Deadpool. You can go back and watch it over and over and over again. Like, there's so much fun to be had in this film. I literally saw it twice within the first three days that it was out. <laughs> I saw it once and a half. <laughs> once and a half. My fiancé, my, my fiancé fell asleep for one of them. <laughs> No, I will say that the the comedy in this movie, like, is a little bit uh, 
unexpected and it's just in enjoyable well, like I, I got what do you, what do you mean by can you can you elaborate on the unexpected like were you not expecting a big starfish spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> no I, I just mean like they went a little bit uh darker but they still just w- like brought the comedy along with it like they made it hilarious but also like kind of kind of dark and gritty at the same time yeah because well, yeah, they went and, and james gunn took this all the way like there was they had polka dot man now i i know me and cole talked about this you didn't know about this the polka dot man was a batman villain that everyone like like nowadays is like this is ridiculous this villain should never exist but somehow they gave him a character <laughs> It's something I love watching when they came out. Like, ah, like my mom, my mom. Oh, look at me! Like, it's like, oh my gosh! Like, I kind of want this guy to die, and then starfish got starfish leg to the face. <laughs> no one lives through that. <laughs> but actually, we're gonna go. To, let's rate it, and then go into spoilers. Cause I'm sure that we have a ton to talk about. Oh, we're rating it right it. now. Let's rate it now because I really want to get in the nitty gritty of this. Okay. Um. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go out there. I'll say probably an eight and a half for me as far as I enjoyed it. I was laughing. I was watching it with my wife who didn't find it funny, and I still was laughing all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the same with what I deal with, too. <laughs> it was just a little <laughs> little dark and gritty for, for Teresa, but... Kyle? I would rate it an eight. I'm not going to go quite as high as Cole, but... Very much enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, a lot of laughs and like I I did appreciate lot, that. Lot 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 of cries too, right? Huh? Right, of course. <laughs> a lot of emotion. A lot of emotional moments. Here. A lot of emotional moments. I did appreciate that they could combine, like yeah, like I said, like a little bit darker, but still keep it comedic. So you gave it an eight. Yeah. I'm gonna surpass all of you. I'm giving it a nine. Oh oh. <laughs> I mean, I, this literally, like, this reminds me when I was watching this movie, this reminds me when I saw Deadpool for the first time. Like, yes, you committed to the character. You're not pulling your punches. You're going all out with the character. Now, obviously there's a lot more characters in here, but holy crap, is this movie just like rewatchable? Like this is, even if you don't like superhero films, like anyone out there is like, eh, I don't, I don't really care for superheroes. Watch this film. This reminds me, like, of a big action budget version of The Boys. Yes, like, very much so. Like, mm. like very, like, like you said, dark and gritty. Because the first Suicide Squad is like, hey, we're going to be flashy, we're going to be dazzling, we're going to have fun. But it's like they, they pulled so many punches back. Like, they're like, no, like, we have to root for them. No, we are sick psychopaths in this world. We want bad guys to do bad guys things, and we all want to watch them do it. And this movie finally did exactly what the first movie should have done. I'm glad they did not recast Harley Quinn. Yeah. I'm glad they re- didn't recast Amanda Waller. They kept the core of what... Because Suicide Squad... Captain Boomerang? Describe as a, <laughs> well, they, they, did the, they did the right thing. They just, they just killed that guy. <laughs> but, like, but that's the point. Like they, they, They're like, hey, we're not like... We're just going to soft reboot this kind of like... But we're going to keep the characters that were good. You never see that in films. He's like, Ryan Reynolds was a terrible Deadpool in X Men Origins, but he lasted till Deadpool. And look how awesome that was! Like they knew, like, hey, James Gunn's like, 
I like what they did slightly, but I'm going to tweak it a lot and make it exactly what it should have been. And it was amazing. It was an amazing film. It was fun to be a part of it. I was an extra. I don't know if you guys saw that. I was on the plane. I was the weasel. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started on the weasel. I, like, I'm watching this. I'm oh, like, we're okay. Gonna about, we're going to talk about the weasel call. Suicide Squad. Like, I, I'm liking it so far. And then the weasel hits the water. I'm like, okay, this movie just, like, shot up the rankings for me, like, instantly. What? <laughs> no one checked if the weasel could swim. <laughs> But this is one of those movies you want to go back to, too, because there's, there's a lot of quotable lines in here that I want to memorize and just use in my everyday speech. <laughs> like, at some point in my job, I'm going to be like, did no one check if the weasel could swim? And it was going to look at me weird, but I'm just going to laugh and be like, mm-hmm. watch it. The only part but, that kind of um, pissed me off is that the weasel didn't die in the end. <laughs> they had the flashback, and he coughed up that last bit of water <laughs> and walked off. But I think... I, you're right, Cole. That that was really stupid. But at the same time, too, like the way this movie's tone went, it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, I can't be mad at you. I'm sure you're gonna kill 27 um, John, more children. Can I? Can I? I, I got to give some credit to John Cena as the peacemaker. Oh my gosh, that he made the movie. Perfect role for him. Do <laughs> you know he actually went like on tour, like for his press conferences and stuff? Wearing his full suit. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't watched them, YouTube them. They're fantastic. But he's just sitting there like, he's like, I just walked out. I found out if you walk out with your costume, they don't ask for it back. Because he's like, did you steal that costume? Like, why did you walk out with it? I got to say, I got to say, I've never hated John Cena. I think John Cena is like, kind of like a Dwayne Johnson yeah. Came from the same origins and stuff, and like yeah. very lovable actor. But this was like John Cena at his fan, like the best. <laughs> like he, him as peacemaker, like no, looks nothing like me. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just, he was just fun every time he's on the screen. Loves it. It's just Alba kills it. So much better than Will Smith. Um, Rick Flag, the same character. Hey, yeah, you're right. You're 100 right, and. I kind of wonder because almost Bloodsport kind of seems like a Deadshot ripoff. So my question is, do you think they were trying to bring Will Smith back? And they're like, oh no, everyone loves Will Smith. We need to get someone that can be more of an a-hole. I mean... <laughs> so we're going to make fun of your character? Because Bloodsport is pretty much Deadshot. Like, and the daughter right. and everything. I'm, like, this is basically Will Smith, like, but better. And they also... Like, no, yeah, they, had to pick, that more. they had to pick a black guy to replace him, too. <laughs> Oh yeah, you can't make. Well, no, you could have made Bloodsport white. Nobody would have known. But then have this, and then you could have called this kid Deadshot, and that would have <laughs> sent the world ablaze. <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about the big baddie in this, not the brainiac looking mother effer. I want to talk about Starfish. What's it, what's its name? What Starro. Um. Who cares? I just call it Starfish Man. I'm so, pretty sure it's Star. I'm watching this, and I'm like, wow, this must be some, like, it's probably really a comic. Like, this is just a weird... No, 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 it's real. I, I had to look it up. No. It is... No, it's but, real. <laughs> it is... It's... Kyle, while we're watching this, is like, wow, I can't believe they did this with Starro. I'm like, 
What are you talking about? You know this? But and anyway, enlighten us, Kyle. Okay, so I don't know much about it. I just remember when I was younger watching the Justice League, like the comic, uh, the animated series, and Starro was a villain in it. And like, uh, it was just like this flying starfish in the sky that had mind control, little starfish, just like the movie. It w- wasn't walking around though; it was flying in the sky, and so. So are you pissed about that as a star? I, w- I was a little like, okay, why is are you pissed? <laughs> wh- why is this starfish like walking like a human? Like I was kind of confused about that. <laughs> I really hope that's not how you walk, Kyle. Okay. Like two arms just out here. Just like, oh, I am Sorrow. I am Sorrow. But to be honest, like, like and this is already the film, and I'm really happy. Like, again, I keep going back to Deadpool, but it reminds me of like when I watch Deadpool. Like, it's a really fun. Like, hey, we're not pulling any punches. We're gonna go all out. But like, Sorrow as a villain, like when you see like what they do to people's like faces and everything else, like, like. It got pretty dark. Like, this is not just like, okay, yeah, it's a gigantic starfish. And on paper, that sounds stupid as hell. But it's like, <laughs> when all those little starfish came out, we're like, latching on the faces. I'm like, that's kind of actually horrifying a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, like, I like that they made it was like, there was no, oh, we could reverse this. It was, like, clear, like. No, they're like, no, we have to kill them. They're dead. And yeah, your face like is gone. You're dead about. as soon as this hits you, which, again, makes it more. A lot better than, like, oh, we have this one anti-venom in one place, and if we, like, give this to you, you'll come back. There was a friend of mine that said, he's like, you know what, I wish they would have gone more into the ethical dilemma. Which, as soon as he said that, when he's talking about the Suicide Squad, I'm like, dude, shut up. But I let him finish. (laughs) Which I usually don't let Kyle do. But, (laughs) so, like, Starfish, like, no, it would have been cool if they actually would have been like, oh, my gosh, you're still people, but they're coming after us. We have to make that you know, decision, should we kill him to save they, ourselves? They do stuff? that like, in every movie, though. I'm like, just watch court TV. I mean, what do you want, like, what did you want from this movie? They're having, like, they're like, oh, yeah, because they kind of made them into heroes. I'm like, I don't, I'm happy all these people, especially that big shark dude, is back in prison at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 I want an ethical, real awesome moral dilemma. From the Suicide Squad, I'm like, dude, Which, just keep watching actually, documentaries. Actually, they packed a lot bigger punch than the first one, where they like, you had the U.S. government like set this whole thing up, and do you turn them in or do you do whatever? And like, I kind of like the fact that they didn't make it like, oh yeah, we're gonna like do this for Rick Flag and try to make this public. I was like, no, they're still bad guys. And I was like, hey, yeah, because we can Rick use Flag this. The first one was like, you guys can go free. I won't set your bombs off. And they're like, no, we're coming back. This one was like, no, you murdered like flag and like, crap, we live in this world and we can't let this big starfish butthole just keep <laughs> running around. So we might as well do something about it. And then they use that basically as blackmail leverage to get what they want. Yes. Like, like the tape where I'm saying like, that was a lot more like a bad guy thing. Like they didn't automate like, oh yeah, I guess we're just going to save the world for no reason. Like it was like, oh, how can we do the best thing with this in this messed up world. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, you didn't feel like, the other one was, like, so forced, where it's like, all these guys, these these villains are becoming heroes. You're like, no, they're villains, but they had a reason to be like, all right, we can't just let this lay. Like, yeah. we can't just let it go as it's going. Like, we got to do something about this. Way better. Like, this is, 
I would rate the first Suicide Squad as a four. Obviously, this is more than double that, my ratings. This is, oh my gosh, it's so good. And the fact that you can make a gigantic starfish kaiju, pretty much. <laughs> kaiju! It is pretty much a kaiju. But, like, pretty much Godzilla in this entire town. And you're still like, you know what? Like, if I explain to someone, like, you gotta watch this movie. Why? There's a guy that shoots polka dots. And there's a gigantic starfish from space that destroys a town. And it's so cool. <laughs> that person would never talk to me again. And there was a talking shark person that would say stuff like, and, and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, like, that was like, because, like, Killer Croc was kind of what they were trying to do with that. Be like, oh, I feel beautiful, baby. And Killer Croc, I did love from the Batman films. But Killer Croc was actually, like, way more horrifying and terrifying. They actually went along, like, if you're going to make a comedic character, just make a huge, like, shark head. Like, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was, like, the chemistry in this movie, Harley Quinn actually seems like a psychopath in this film. Not like this lovable character. But like, yeah, Harley Quinn's kind of insane. Yeah, it was, <laughs> well, and that's the problem I had with the first Suicide Squad, is I really liked Harley Quinn. But I'm like, what is she doing on this team? She's carrying around a baseball bat to go fight aliens or whatever they were where it's like okay starfish, starfish people <laughs> no in the in the first one no those are the kids those are the original starfish people <laughs> it like made no sense why she was like really on this team where this one is like when she decided to break out of out of prison it was like oh dang okay you don't want to mess with harley quinn and even in the harley quinn movie it was more like oh we don't want to make it the bad guy she'll use bean bags and shoot some people and knock them out whereas like Okay, she can kill people. Yeah, no, and that, they actually went because Harley Quinn is insane. Like, again, like I'm glad they brought Mark because Margot Robbie was definitely not the problem with the first one. Like, and even even in the movie, the, her own solo movie, The Emancipation or whatever, like The Emancipation Proclamation, whatever the hell that name <laughs> was. Um, I was like, she's so good in this role, but why aren't you putting her in a good film? She finally got done justice this time, and there's like she actually got to go crazy, like where it's like, oh, I want to love you and all this, and then shoots him, like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot. She's actually crazy. <laughs> I I thought so, like with this movie not pulling any punches or just like <laughs> going dark and comedic that when they when they killed the whole camp that they thought was the enemy. And then they go in there, and it turns out they were on the same <laughs> side. That was, like, one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. It was just, like... Because <laughs> they, they didn't even scope it out. They just murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> and they're like, these were the friends. Oh. I didn't see, I didn't anyone. see anybody. Did you see anybody? <laughs> Did you see anyone? No, no. I well, like, the, so, like, you had the epic showdown with uh, John Cena... At Bloodsport, where they're like killing people back and forth, seeing who can do it cooler. Ha! I win. That's non fatal. It's an exploding round. Nobody likes to show off. Well, they do when it's cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now, well, I've, I've obviously said how much I love this movie, but I did have an issue with it. And Cole, I've talked to you about this. Too many f- flashbacks. Like, and even, like, before it happens, like, seven minutes before, it's like, oh, like, 38 hours earlier, whatever the whatever the timestamps were. And I'm like, 
it made sense in the beginning, but they did it a few mo- other times, and I was like, uh, I don't think we needed to do that. Dude. That's like that's my biggest gripe. But my biggest gripe, and that's, you- it's not that big of a gripe. It's just it's just something I felt like took me out of a moment a couple times. My biggest gripe with you having that gripe is if Quentin. Tarant- I have a bigger gripe with you having that gripe that I have that gripe. Yeah. If Quentin Tarantino does something, Jake gives him free reign. If anybody else does something at all like Tarantino would do, oh my gosh, I've seen that before, just stop it. It's like, okay, like, okay, no, I personally, I was dying at the fact that you went from... I thought you don't like Tarantino that much. Not as much as you. Well, obviously, because no one can love him more than me. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if anybody does anything in his similar style, it's like he gets negative points for you immediately. But anyway, that's not true. I like Boond- I like I like Boondock Saints. <laughs> Back to what I was saying, like, oh, they went eight minutes earlier at a really important part. I'm like, when Ratcatcher Two was about to get blown, her, like her face blown off by uh, John Cena, and then all of a sudden you flash eight minutes earlier, and it's the walking shark guy talking to some jellyfish. I was dying at that part. I'm like, okay, way, way to bring star- this all the way back around. <laughs> they were starfish. They weren't starfish. They were little. Like, no, they were different. They weren't the starfish. They had little. <laughs> they weren't starfish. Yeah, but they weren't jellyfish either. Well, well they, they weren't starfish. Piranhas. They were Jake. jellyfish piranhas. They were jelly starfish. <laughs> jellyfish piranhas. Anyway, like, to me, that's not the sign of a bad movie. That's like understanding, like, uh where you, like, set somebody really up, like, something really intense, you're like, haha, actually, we're just gonna, like, cut away. People do that all the time in movies. I I thought I had no issues with that. You also mentioned that you didn't like when they, like, had stuff burned into the, like, side or written in blood or different things. Like, why? <laughs> no, on, se- on, on second watching, that didn't bother me the second time. I think it was more jolting for me the first time. But again, like, in a movie like this, like, and again, I, I don't know why I, I keep comparing it to Deadpool. But it's like, like it with the style and everything else, like, the first time I watched Deadpool, when he was talking to the audience as much as he was, I know that's his character. But there was a couple times, like, the first time I watched it, where I was like, okay, can we, can we stop doing this? Like, you're doing it too much. Like, it's way too obvious. But on repeat viewings, I was like, no, this makes sense. The timestamps did not piss me off the second time I watched it. Okay. But it did feel jarring the first time I watched it. And see... You you did it a couple times, like, okay. But then, like, the the whole thing was, like, she's about to shoot the rat girl and everything else. And then it was, like, seven minutes earlier. I was, like, it really took me out of that moment. And I'd rather, like, when I first watched it, I'm, like, I'd rather you just would have fallen down there. Like, Idris Elba would just fell down exactly perfectly, which obviously is ridiculous by itself. But if that would have happened, like, I wouldn't have been pissed off because of how this movie toned. Except works. for, I did really appreciate it, because on second watching, I timed it on my phone. Yeah, Cole's there with a the little stopwatch. No, it's a no, hundred, no, it is a hundred percent accurate. It's exactly eight minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, and, you know, James got, like, I almost, like, it was never the timestamp because if you go eight minutes earlier, you know he's going to do exactly eight minutes <laughs> because it's such an odd timestamp to like go back to. But yeah, no, on second viewing, not I was not as taken. Like I got the tone and 
a little bit more than I did the first time. Even though I loved it the first time, I did like it. Like, I'm like, okay, I know what this movie's going for, and I'm cool with it. So that gripe wasn't as big the second viewing. Yeah. And this is a film you should 100% watch more than once. And honestly, it sounds weird to say, not that it couldn't have been better, but you I were really... were attracted to the starfish? I don't really have gripes with the movie. Like, again, you could have made certain parts better, done this or that, but, like, overall, they had, like, a cool tone that they stuck with the whole time. There wasn't really any inconsistencies, and so you could find something to nitpick, but the characters were awesome. Bloodsport was a super cool lead to have as a character. John Cena stole the show whenever he was on it. The shark was great. Margot Robbie was the only good part of the last one. She was, like, not even the best part of this movie, and she was still really good. Like Rick Flagg, I mean, I, I gotta get pro Like, when he actually, like, his character development here, where he's like, I'm done with it, like, covering up Amanda Waller's secrets, which who also did a really good job, because Amanda Waller, even in the comics and the animated series, is such a, like, she, she'll do, like, the ends always justify the means for her. She does not care. And, like, and then Rick Flagg, like, because, like, Rick Flagg, one of the guys, like, yeah, he seems okay in the first movie, like, seems like a likable guy or anything else. But now he's just like, no, I'm done hiding your secrets. I'm done with this bull crap. And it's like, that's a really cool arc for him. Like, Rick Flagg was way more awesome in this film. 100%. Like, everything was better. Everything got dialed up to 10. And this was what the first Suicide Squad should have been. That's why they, that's why they just put the Suicide Squad. Because, like, don't go back. Don't watch the other one. This is the Suicide Squad. <laughs> First one's Suicide Squad. This one's the Suicide Squad. Well, can you imagine you put Suicide Squad 2, even though they brought other characters back? Like, the other Suicide Squad's going to fade into oblivion. Like, it'd be gone. This is like, hey, watch the Suicide Squad. 20 years from now, watch the Suicide Squad. And I like the fact that, obviously, you could easily make a sequel to this movie. But it didn't feel like I, it... I, Cole, I, I hate to cut you off, but I, I was trying to bring something up earlier because you're like, I don't actually have gripes with this film. Why the hell did I rate it higher than you? I don't know. No, Tell I, me that one. <laughs> you gave it an eight and a half. I gave it a nine, and I gave a couple gripes. You said I have no gripes, but that means because it should be a ten. It's one of those things. I again, not that a movie couldn't be better, or I, there's no movie that I like better, but I feel like this movie overall again was just a solid movie that you could find little parts maybe that you didn't like as much like very small thing like i thought that like the whole like rat catcher blood sport dynamic could have been a little better it oh, was good whole, like 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 surrogate daughter type thing yeah like, like the relationship i didn't have any issue with it it was better than a lot of things could have been better i feel like it definitely could have been but that doesn't spoil the movie in any way for me. So, like, it's still a plus. It just could have been a better plus. So do you want to re-rate this? Because what I'm hearing is <laughs> this should be a 10 out of you. I mean, <laughs> no. at least a 9.5. Like, please explain. I, I still don't understand how I rated it higher than you. Just because, like, maybe the movie, and I'm, I shouldn't speak for Cole, but maybe the movie, like, was, even if it was the best that it could be, doesn't mean that it it's like be. the best movie of all time. Kyle getting deep over here. I know, Those right? That's a good point, Kyle. But I, I, I'll still, still stick to my. I, um, it was. I think I told Cole when I talked to him originally about this film. I think I said an eight and a half. 
Um, when I watched it the second time, it got a nine for me because of the rewatchability. Like, I will not not suggest this to anyone. Like, even if you're not a comic book fan, like this is just a like that. Like, I keep going back to Deadpool. Damn it, I can't get away from it. But like, Deadpool's a movie. Like, okay, you don't like superhero films? Don't care. Watch this film, and you will have fun with it. Now, if a big starfish taking down a bunch of buildings is a deal breaker for you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't watch this film. Well, and I but got, like if you can have fun with it and go on the ride that like that they want to take you on, it's a fun damn ride, and I would definitely go back again and again on that ride. Watching it with my pregnant wife, who's easily nauseated, is probably not the best move. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, literally, someone gets their face shot off immediately. Yeah, like first thing in the movie is like, okay, this will be this will be interesting to see how this goes. Where yeah, like if you don't have a taste for like. Upset, like obsessive amounts of violence. Again, I, I can see how there are some people that maybe wouldn't like it as much. But yeah, if you're in just for that kind of fun, dark humor ride, this is it. Yeah, this is like if you're a 12 year old and became an island listening to this podcast, <laughs> please ask your parents before what this ride. <laughs> it's no, it, and that's I and Cole, I talked to you about this, like, um. Um, Pete Davidson, who's one of the people, and also like Nathan Fillion, like this tone, the way they said it was awesome. Like, we're going on a beach for new mission. <laughs> Face blown off. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, they really set the tone early. And even with the tell, like you're saying, like how like parts of the parts of the beach or whatever, like actually says, like, here we are, like in titles where they're at now. Second viewing, I was way more forgiven of that. Way more forgiving. Because you're like, you kind of know what you're getting into. But it is it is an insane movie. like So it well, definitely demands repeat viewings, I think, for me. And I think they did a great job with shifting the villain kind of throughout the movie. So first you're going after the villain of like the guy who wants to be taken seriously. And then you kind of shift. So like first they're going against him kind of. And then Harley Quinn shoots him in the face. And then they're going against the guy, like another guy. So these are villains that like... You could like they could just go against this villain and that could be the movie. But you kind of got three villains in one where you had the guy, then the general, and then the starfish with like everything with Amanda Waller, where it felt like it was a big enough like adversary for a team like this. Like you hate to have one simple guy, like not to compare it to Marvel, but like say and at the time it wasn't as bad. But like looking back, like I don't want to see all the Avengers take on Loki because Loki is not like a huge fearsome villain like he doesn't pack the same punches like a Thanos where in this movie where you have multiple villains and you culminate in the starfish like you have a lot of layers of like what it looks like them going up against different people but see I think Cole you're talking about multiple villains which made this movie work for me exactly all villains all of them yes every single person like who was the person that were like, I really hope they make it back okay? Fuck it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> when they turn the, when he's like, that's your, Starfish. What's his name again, Kyle? Starro. Starro. We're like, Starro's your mom. <laughs> he just makes it into a gigantic, gigantic, his gigantic mother. I was dying, dude. I can't <laughs> It's just the, so hard. the facial expressions on that mother going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah! 
Um, no, like, there's no heroes. In, I mean, I guess Rick Flag kind of, like, it was tough to see him go this time at the end. Like, I'm like, oh, man, like, he actually was standing up to Waller. But, like, you say villain on top of villain. The reason why it works in there because everyone's a villain. And this makes sense for this type of group because it is, and that's why the tone was set so great. It's called the Suicide Squad. It's like the Game of Thrones of movies. Like, anyone should be able to die. Rick Flagg didn't make it. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry if you came in late and was trying to skip to the end for the rating because we already gave that. <laughs> but Rick Flagg, like, it was villains against villains, and it was awesome. Like, there was no, like, oh, yeah. This is the person you need to work for Holly Quinn who wants to have a baby with the Joker and have a family. That's her fantasy. It's like, what? Or Deadshot, like, I'm doing this for my kid. Well, maybe you should stop shooting people in the face and maybe you could be a good father. Like, they were just all villains. Yeah, don't get me started on the Joker in the old Suicide Squad again. I, listen, didn't, I, I literally didn't want to bring it up on purpose listen, because... Listen to our other podcast on that where we, where we read that one. Well, and the funny thing about that is Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie was like, I still don't understand what that relationship was about. Like, she's playing Harley Quinn in the movie, and she couldn't understand why she had a thing with the Joker. She's like, I don't get it. Why is this, char- why is this character obsessed with the Joker and want to start a family? It makes no sense. You, you, cut up, you cut out for me for a second, Cole. Can you repeat that? Oh. Like... Harley Margot Robbie was saying the Harley Quinn Joker relationship made absolutely no sense with her character. Like she just couldn't understand it, even after being in the movie. Where I'm like, that this, was just you're a stupid. About this movie or no, the, the last first movie? one with, with the okay. Joker, where it's like, oh, I want to start a family, and like she had like this obsession with the Joker, and like she, and then he dies in the like helicopter crash, and she's crying. It's like she's just like, I just don't understand that at all. I'm like, I didn't either. Well, that was the point, like, Harley and Joker, I mean, I'm taking this all from the animated series, which I watched, uh, the Batman animated series, which I lost, watched a lot of when I was a kid. Um, like, the Harley and Joker relationship isn't a completely, terribly abusive relationship. Like, it is not a good relationship. But they didn't really do a good job of explaining that. Like, there was no conflict, especially in the first Suicide Squad. And the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, which I did not much like either. Um, I'm really happy. Like, again, like the Suicide Squad didn't call back to that in a bad way. Like, they brought up the joke and be like, oh, yeah, we broke up. And that was basically it. Like, we're not going to dive into that relationship because we didn't do a good job of it the first time. Why bring it up now? Yeah. No, and I thought it was like kind of it reminded me a lot of like something like things that they do in comics like where Hulk has a whole planet that is after him, or Harley Quinn goes to this country where they're like, oh, this entire country loves you, and they want you to be the... You're our god now. Yeah, I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, overall, I got nothing else to say. Yeah, I... I I think this film, can I recommend it for everyone on the planet? No. But if you're over 18 years of age and you love starfish, watch this film. <laughs> They'll get your starfish fix. Dude, 
Just the John Cena. Is, is, is there anything else we're missing? I think we touched on almost everything that we want to talk about. Just the John Cena stuff alone, to me, made the movie. He but, he made me want to buy his costume for Halloween because I'd love to be John <laughs> Cena Peacemaker. Peacemaker? No. Looks nothing like me. Like how I was like, I, I love peace. I will kill as many women. <laughs> Men, women, and children to get it. <laughs> That quote, that quote alone is like, I love peace. I love peace so much, I'll kill as many men, women, and children as it takes. <laughs> but the fact, I did like the fact that like Peacemaker was Waller's like backup plan. Well, and that like, made so much sense when she's like, everybody's selected for their exact thing. And then she describes him as the exact same thing that she said about Bloodsport. And you're like, huh, so clearly they're not selecting people. But then when it turned out later on, you're like, oh, clearly she was selecting him for a reason. I, I think Peacemaker, at least when I, especially when I watched it the second time, um, I think Peacemaker just reminds me, like, characters, like, I think it was a parody on characters that take themselves way too seriously in superhero films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, no, no, I'm going to be this. Like, I'm, I'm, I love everything. Like, I love everything about Peace. Like, his, like, his character was such an awesome, like, oh, yeah. We forget sometimes superheroes are silly, and this guy thinks he's a hero. He's like, "No, I'll do whatever it takes." Like, and he never ever changed any tune during the entire film. Like, he kept that tone. I loved it. Well, and I love how I think I sent it to both you guys. The thing where he's on Twitter. So is John Cena posting as blood or as uh, peacemaker? Peacemaker. Oh, yeah. And he's replying, "He's like, yeah, well, maybe if Captain America." Were five times as cool and not such a wimp and didn't cry all the time, you'd be like me. <laughs> that that sounds exactly that exactly like even John Cena like going as Peacemaker on the Jimmy Fallon show and like all the other like friends were like yeah like I'm I don't have a toilet head. It's a beacon of freedom. Like, <laughs> and he's taking himself like just absolutely way too seriously, and it makes like again the. T- the tone of this movie is fantastic. It really is. Like James got like when um, J.J. Abrams took over uh, Star Wars after Star Trek because he did an amazing job with Star Trek. Star Wars was kind of like a love letter, the first one, then the last one. I mean, we can talk about that for hours, but wasn't very good. James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy, blew me out of the water, and somehow I had went to DC and he's like, "I'm going to make the same thing, but crazier." Yeah, he's like. <laughs> What characters are you not planning on making any movies with in the next hundred years? Yeah, give them to me. I, I got this. Give me the rights to Polka Dot Man. <laughs> Starro, you can't put it in the film? Watch me. Hold my beer. There I go. <laughs> Dude, and so. that, I think that's part of the thing that I like so much about this film, kind of like a closing note, is that you took the recycled junk of comics and made it great. Like, you took these terrible characters, again, like, Polka Dot Man, you know, I guess Bloodsport could be kind of cool, but Ratcatcher 2, again, like, oh, you couldn't get Ratcatcher 1? <laughs> she's the one that's, she's the one that saves me. <laughs> I thought, uh, side note, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, Cole, but like, she, like that javelin, like, uh, when Flua, Flua's in this movie, he's like, you must take my javelin. <laughs> And like you, he's about to stab to stab the Starro in the eye. I'm like, oh crap, this is gonna be bloody. And she just goes straight into the eye. And all the rats are the ones that end up killing it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I did not see that coming <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but and also, uh, so no. Call, uh, I was just saying, clo- like closing thoughts. When you can take take all these garbage characters that are not worthwhile, and you spin it because even like the Guardians of the Galaxy, they weren't to the same level as these characters. It's kind of like just out there characters, but they were not well known Marvel characters, and not, they're not my much favorite part I, of the I Marvel thought, universe. Before I knew about James Gunn, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was announced. And I said, this is going to be the downfall, like the downtrend of Marvel, because Marvel was killing it at that point. And I'm like, dude, no one cares. They have a talking raccoon. They have a big, tall tree that all it says is, I am Groot. I'm like, no way. And he proved me wrong there. And then he took a franchise in DC that already failed. And he's like, I'm going to take, like, this is exactly what good directors do. They literally pick it like, he's like, hey, I'm going to keep Margot Robbie as Hunter Quinn because she's awesome. I'm not going to recast her. I'm going to keep Amanda Waller because she was awesome as that character and like just put a better blend together and made a way better movie, but didn't pretend the other movie didn't exist. And I wish more franchises would do that. Like if there were some good parts about it, don't just recast everyone. Like the amazing Spider-Man is a perfect example. Was Andrew Garfield a bad Spider-Man? No. Is Tom Holland a great one? Absolutely. But like, why did you have to recast Andrew Garfield. He wasn't a bad Spider-Man. Like, just take that good part of it and put it into the new stuff. Yeah, well, he let Mary Jane die. Or Emma Watson, not Mary Jane. What's her face? Um, really? Neither one of those are correct. Emma Watson was a character. Emma Stone! Named the ca- Emma Stone. <laughs> I like Spider-Man so much, as you can tell. Yeah, no. You're more of a, a Batman. Okay, but, you know, I wonder if they're gonna do that with, like, the X-Men... X-Men, like, bring that into no. the Marvel You universe. could, and I wouldn't be mad about it, but Hugh Jackman, I'm pretty sure, is, like... He said he would consider returning for if they came back with Marvel. Yeah, because I haven't gotten in shape yet. Yeah. Then they'll reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, before we get more off-topic. Yeah. <laughs> now this is the part we, should, we call podcast talk, where we talk about other Marvel films and comic book franchises and shit on Joel for a while. He's <laughs> not even here. <laughs> so much easier when he's not here. I know, right? Well, actually, it's not as fun when he's not here. <laughs> but, um, I, anyone else have any other statements to make about No, the, I think uh, we all are in agreement. Go see it. You betcha. Go see it. On HBO if you, Max. If you, have, if you don't have HBO Max, it is worth the $15 to rent it. If you have a theater by you, go see it there. Probably even cooler. And that being said, Bruising Review, signing off.